An idea has just been born. No one has seen it yet. It's tiny, but with the potential to change everything. Every new idea is precious in this way, sometimes fragile or half-baked. Its worth might not be immediately obvious. To survive, we must protect their little sparks. There it goes. Good luck, little guy. So many ideas like this are never realized. They could have been so much more than a line in an email or a mumble on a video call. When ideas are explored on Miro, the visual collaboration whiteboard, they're seen by the whole team in real time. Thoughts come to life and grow through team collaboration. Miro is a space where all ideas are taken seriously, and seriously good ideas come together in unexpected ways. Join over 30 million people collaborating at Miro.com. M-I-R-O.com. We're waiting to tee off, and all I hear is that party, party. Trying to, trying to tee off, and all I hear is Andre Bocelli belting this song. What's going on, guys? Episode three, we're back. Great weekend. I hope everyone had a great Memorial weekend. Shout out to all of the troops uh, that have served, are serving, and are going to be serving. We appreciate you all. Episode three, we have a good one coming in. We have a lot to talk about. A big agenda. We're talking about the uh, golf stories for the week here. We have the Charles Schwab. We have the Memorial Tournament, really a Memorial Weekend that we have coming up. We'll tune into that one here in a second. And then most importantly, we have the LIV Tournament that we're going to be talking about. Some of the crazy shakeups that have happened over the past couple of days, past week. I know we talked a little bit about it on the last podcast, but we're really going to dive into the weeds here on that one here today. Bringing it over, let's start with the GOAT. Maybe we need to change the nickname just because it hasn't been working out for you. But Brad, how are you feeling Coming off of Charles Schwab and just a crazy start to the week. Coming off of Charles Schwab, uh, terrible. I told everyone to fade me. This is still the case with Abraham Answer making a sweet missed cut this weekend. Yeah, we're just feeling good. I mean, you want to fade me, fade me. I've never been wrong in that aspect of things. Uh, but yeah, we're we're feeling good. How we hey, feeling, well- Max? We'll, uh, we'll cross that off the list for you. Clean slate. I know you have a fun weekend coming up. I'm feeling good. I'm excited about what we're talking about today. Let's bring in the other one, um, usually a guest on the podcast. Let's bring it over to Jake Ribeiros. What's going on, Jake? Oh, man, guys, it's great to be back. I want to thank you guys again for having me. Um, just gets better and better every single time. So appreciate it. Thanks for having me back. And, uh, yeah, how about uh, Brad with that fade, fade pick of the week last week, huh? Actually, a good idea. Probably should keep that for future. Brad's fade pick of the week. Yeah, exactly. You're one for one. Coming off a rough weekend myself. Um, yeah, Colin Morikawa. What the hell was I thinking? Was a little hopeful the first day because I was beating both you guys on the scoreboard with him, and then uh, wheels fell off the bus. I guess that's the only way you could put it, huh? I mean, you did make the cut, so at least you have that. You're two for two on cuts made. Just didn't didn't place uh the way that you wanted it to be, but that's fine. We'll dive into the Charles Schwab a little bit later on. Why don't we just talk about a little bit uh, of the weekend that we had. It was a great weekend for golf. We had beautiful weather here in Michigan. Walk me through the courses that you played and, and how you shot. Well, I, for one, I got out late Sunday, went out to Greystone. It was a good day. I actually shot in 88. Every stroke of that 88 was earned. How is the putting side of things? I mean, I think one of the biggest things that we run into, at least Jake and I, is the putting side. I mean, I'm a I'm a three-putt kind of guy this year, which is not something to be proud of, but that's usually something that makes or breaks my round. How were, how were you doing this time at Greystone with an 88? Putter was absolutely on fire. I started using, I know Max, you use it too, but uh, that app, The Grint, I know there's a few other ones you can kind of track your own score and some stats and, and things like that, but I kind of got more into it this year. And at the end of the round, I didn't realize it, but I actually had nine one putts, believe it or not. Wow. That thing was scorching all afternoon, man. The Grint? Yeah, the Grint. 
G-R-I-N-T. Brad, you should refer them. That'll get you closer towards a free pro membership. Just saying. Yeah, let me refer you. How about the team? The Grint. Never heard of that. The Grint who stole Christmas. That's what I thought it was. (laughs) No, it's a cool ad, man. I would have never even known how my putting was or anything like that without it. So um, it's nice for kind of to get your accuracy down and have an idea of if you're hitting fairways, your percentages and stuff like that. So overall, I mean, I was scrambling to get that 88 and, you know, a lot of good, a lot of good shots, a couple of bad shots, two, two or three, not as good holes, I guess. But yeah, it was a, it was a good day. Yeah, that's solid. 88, you're back on track. You're back into that uh, mid-range 80s. I know kind of you're usually averaging around lower of that side, but getting back into the form peak early here before official summer, that's that's a solid round to, to kick it off. That was all out of spite, by the way, because you guys are talking uh, all that shit about me and, and condescending about how I'm the GOAT. But you know what? I'm going to take that title and run with it. Because well, we really, we really meant it. We did. Oh, did you? Spite. We huh. called you the goat for a reason. You're uh, the one who was giving yourself your own shit of saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You guys gotta stop calling me that." I mean, we know where we know where we're at when it comes to the golf well, rounds. It's a little thing called adversity, fellas. You know, sometimes you respond, sometimes you don't. You know, I went out there. I was I was charged up a little bit, ready to go. It's kind of a last minute tea time. Uh, someone need, they needed another guy and. You know, it wasn't much going on Sunday afternoon, so figure why not get out there and snag a few balls around, see what's going on. You know, I would say I was thinking about you two the whole time, but I wasn't. Everyone needs to call the glue guy to be the sandbagger of the round. We get it. We get it. You got tired of kicking our butts. Hey, what was your drink of choice that gave you that eight? Oh, I poured a... Um, House Merlot. No, I poured a, a pretty stiff RNC. Hey, Greystone, can I have your House Merlot, please? The guy, the guy came out and everything on a cart came out he opened the bottle so brad could smell it actually <laughs> this is a funny story. i already told jake this but one of jake's sisters lives on graystone and and all i could hear was that song from Step Brothers when they were at the catalina wine mixer when they what the hell were they playing man that's my question <laughs> the andre bocelli andre bocelli song <laughs> we're waiting to tee off and all i hear is that Portito. What kid knows that song? They randomly are playing that on, you know, they're in the backyard. People are trying to tee off, and all I can picture is Will Ferrell singing at the Catalina Wine Mixer when I hear that. So that's what, when you told me that, I was crying because I'm like, who the fuck? Oh man, it was it was too funny. I I was laughing so hard when I heard it, like thinking to myself, like, what the hell is going on over there? (laughs) (laughs) Trying to trying to tee off, and all here's Andre Bocelli belting this song. Like were they all they were all swimming in the pool too, weren't they? I think they're just having I don't know, they're on the deck. They probably were eating dinner or something. Well Michael's trying to be an opera singer, so <laughs> solid. No, a solid R and C kicks off the round for an eighty eight. That was the cart drink drink of choice for May, so it only makes sense to wrap it up with a strong round at the end of it. Good vibes going in there. Jake, how was uh how was your round? Oh, I shot a probably the worst round uh i've shot in the last two years i'm not gonna lie we hit tin roof pretty hard the night before shout out to tin roof a lot of good memories there they had a country cover band it gave me a headache that lasted about 48 hours but yeah it was a good time woke up didn't think i was hung over because i made a sandwich at four in the morning and chugged as much water as i could i'm like i'm gonna be good to go wake up get out to the course brother gets me around at glacier club we're having a good time part of the first hole i'm like oh this is a piece of cake second hole drives nice my approach shot i don't know where the shank came back i don't even know what to do so i shank one shot i'm like okay all right just settle down settle down no big deal but as soon as that happens i get right back in my own head because last year the shank was my worst nightmare you know go up for the next shot and uh now i'm long over the green and then I'm three putting after that. I'm like, all right, one bad hole. It was just a mess. It just got progressively worse from there. Uh, I didn't, I'm not going to lie. I didn't even keep track of my score about hole seven. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to drink today. Didn't get any better. 
got progressively worse like we talked about in the first episode i thought if i drank more i'm like yeah relax no no it was bad if if i was playing in the match today i would have felt bad for the people who came out to watch me if i played like that so that's how bad it was what was the drink of choice there were a couple drinks of choice because it was that kind of day so i started off with the tito's and vodka big tito's guy and then i mixed in white claws somebody bought crown apple shots i'm pretty sure a rum and coke fell in my lap at one point and then uh, i want to say i polished it all off with some more tito's so yeah it was one of those kind of days there wasn't anything in particular nothing got the job done uh i was going full cylinder but uh just couldn't couldn't get it together is that the second yeah. round in a row that you spilled a drink on the course because if i recall you also dropped your <laughs> vodka soda or whatever it was on one of the tea boxes oh. you were pretty devastated about it I'm not going to lie. It's going to sound ridiculous, but I was actually, I was thoroughly upset. It sounds like I'm being dramatic, but like what you have a Yeti full of your whole drink for the day. Cause like I said, Yeti full, it's a drink for the day. Well, I think the yeah, most nice. embarrassing, 30 ounces. I think the most embarrassing part is you weren't even drunk when you dropped those drinks. I'm just talking, slipped right out of my hand. Make those things too fat. I got it right here at my spare ice. <laughs> Careful. Um, <laughs> fell right out. And, uh, yeah, man, I felt like a jackass. I was more pissed at uh, pissed at you guys for not helping me pick it up. I could have saved some of that drink if we moved fast enough. So, no, but I didn't drop a drink. I dropped them into my stomach. That's where I dropped them. But, yeah, uh, was, there was no drink of choice. It was a mix. Let me ask you this. How were the mosquitoes at Glacier Club? Here we go with the mosquitoes. I knew this was going to come back. Did you bring your together. friends? I didn't. I don't. I don't think there there are many at uh, Greystone, which is nice. But on the other hand, I don't know. A guy likes mosquitoes when he golf. I'm glad you brought that up because I actually got bit by my first mosquito last night sitting by the pool. I haven't seen a mosquito all season. I'm gonna clarify one thing. I never said I liked mosquitoes. All right, let's get that uh, straight. Now we got this poll going. Everyone's like, "What's this guy's deal?" That was the that was one of the options. I never said I like mosquitoes. He kind of did. You implied it. I think you got to go sick? back to the tape, but I'm pretty sure that was the one thing, the one thing you were most excited about for uh, summer golf, Twilight Golf. I saw the mosquitoes. My mosquitoes are out. That's how no, I know it's time to golf. What do you know? I, I can't think of one person that likes mosquitoes. What? A serial killer? You have no, the I, no, I didn't say I like them. I said they're out. So you know it's summer. So let's get one thing clear. I'm not trying to All catch right. West Nile. I'm not a West Nile fan. All right. Well, big mosquito guy. Looks like. Didn't help you out at Grace at Glacier Club. Maybe you need to bring some more of those out there. So uh, play a little bit better. Maybe it's a little bit of karma because I think I think you're a little too high on the horse there last week for the podcast and karma came back around. But it'll all even out. One bad round's not going to complete the year. I mean, why don't we jump into kind of the next piece before we do? Quick uh, quick shout out to our sponsor, Culinary Combo. If you're looking for any nice pastries, cookies, gluten free pies anything like that shout out culinary combo culinary combo for all of your dessert needs absolutely you will not be disappointed talking about the match with josh allen and pat mahomes the contenders taking on the champions tom brady and aaron Rodgers. kind of a nice piece we kind of cut out the momos and we just had straight up quarterbacks coming in uh, playing out in Vegas. We were watching a little bit of it prior to jumping onto the podcast. I think it's still going on right now. It looked like, from what I was seeing, the the odds-wise, if we talk about betting, it was like a minus 150 for Brady Rogers, plus 135 for Alan Mahomes. But I uh, wanted to hear your thoughts of who you guys have and what you're most excited about of seeing it. For me personally, I mean, where's the goat? Goat goes first, huh? <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, you know that—that that is right, Jay. Good job. Go ahead. Everybody's waiting to hear your opinion. Let's hear it. Oh no, it's fine. Go for it, man. That's great. See, that's why I love being a guest on the show. Yeah, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I—I'm just uh, I'm a diehard Tom Brady fan. I really like Josh Allen. Not a big fan of Patrick Mahomes anymore. Still like Aaron Rodgers, so I'm going to have to go with Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. That's who I was really wanting to see to win. Haven't been paying attention the whole time we've been talking, so I don't really know where the score is at at the moment. But I was going Brady, Rodgers. Those are the two guys I want. Rodgers needs to get rid of that man bun, though. I'm not going to lie. 
enough's enough. It just gets to a point. But, I mean, can't knock him. One of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. It's just, uh, I don't know how to describe it. He looks like, he kind of looks like Salt Bay if you put the sunglasses on. <laughs> same, same ponytail. But, yeah, I'm rooting for those two. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the same. Uh, Rodgers and Brady, for sure. I don't think a lot of people can uh, tolerate Patrick Mahomes' wife or girlfriend or whatever. Oh. So for that for that reason alone, I'm I don't want them to win because she's just the worst. And, and I don't even think he likes her that much. God, man, he made a mistake. What were you thinking, Pat? That that clip when they're at the basketball game that one time last year was. Oh. He like he like scolded her on TV and she got like real like pissy about it. He said she had a resting bitch face, is what they interpreted. by it. He told her she had a resting bitch face. I don't know, man. Him and hurt his brother, too. Yeah, yeah. Pain in the ass. I, I kind of want to see the Mahomes-Allen group win, just because I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan. I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan at all. You try and, and make a big stink about it because you're not getting paid, and franchise isn't listening to you i totally get that and i was in support of that you know the things he's done for small businesses everything like that great human being on that side of the fence but you know then you then you get your big contract and, and everything's totally fine again and it, it's i don't know i it, it's just a weird situation you, know, you try to make a point to your franchise and you have all these people supporting you your own teammates supporting you and then you just kind of turn around and do that it's like i, I don't know if that's the leadership that you want well, I know we say Brad to go to golf, but you know you have Tom, who's actually the goat of football. You retire, you spend three weeks with your family, go nah, this isn't it, this isn't what I want. I'm gonna go back. So you come back out of retirement. I don't know. I just I want to see the young dudes win. If you actually thought Brady was actually retiring this past year, yeah. I, I think you're nuts. Oh, you're but a fool. Besides the point, I never really honestly, I never really liked Brady or Rogers. Probably a few years back, but. I don't know. As time went on, I mean, obviously Brady just is unbelievable as a quarterback. Guy just wins. And then, I don't know, this probably might be the hottest take. It's definitely an unpopular opinion, but I like Aaron Rodgers, man. I I don't know what it is. I mean, he destroys the Lions every year. He wins with less stuff on the football field, which I don't know why I'm talking about football, but I like the guy. It's a hot take. That is a hot take. <laughs> I will say, I do agree with Max about the holding out for money thing and everything else, like about being a leader. I do agree with that. However, one thing I will say is I really do like the way that Aaron Rodgers, he kind of reminds me of Jay Cutler, but a better Jay Cutler as far as attitude goes, where he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, part of me likes that. Part of me really likes that. He's got a great that. demeanor, for sure. That's really what I like. It's very about strategic. Him. Green Bay doesn't do. I mean, hasn't done really much for him. They just trade away Devontae Adams, and the guy's probably gonna come back and light up the Lions again. It is what it is, but yeah, that that reason as well. Just his demeanor. He just says whatever he wants to and doesn't really give a shit. No, I agree. I agree 100%. I really do on that one. Um, I mean, plus he always leads my fantasy team to the finals every year so i do like that too but Devontae adams is gone so i don't know how that's gonna go this year great 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 group of guys that are actually playing in it i think that i think that's cool that they can get them all out there and just have a good good time what are your thoughts on the match this is now the fourth match that we've had that they're airing great for golf great for the sport what are your thoughts i like that phil's not even playing because i couldn't tolerate the last one guy wouldn't shut the hell up and now he's off the map, so I think that's good for everybody. God, Brad just dove right into that. Phil Mickelson, watch your jugular. Brad Jones is out tonight. Look at that. Uh, I mean, dude, all this t- – we'll talk – I mean, we have it on the list too, but that live or the LIV, whatever it is, he was all about that, but now he's nowhere to be found, huh? There's something going on. He's in trouble for something. He's in trouble or something else is going on. I'm telling you, I'm calling it right now. You guys can come back to episode three, card drinks. Jake Roberts calls it the Phil Mickelson conspiracy. There's something going on. There's a reason he pulled all this shit, whether it's gambling, he's in trouble with somebody for money. I don't know what it is, but to just fall off the map, you're nowhere to be found. All these guys jump ship. No, you, there's something going on. But it's, Sorry, I went on a tangent. Cause Brad call, brought it, it up. call it the, the uh, lefty gate. That's what we'll call it. Dry, the, right. the calves gate. That's all he talks about is calves. <laughs> yeah. I think the match is great. I'm not going to lie. Um, 
I'm not the first one with Tiger. Was, was the the first one was Tiger and Phil, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, Tiger and Peyton, Phil and Brady. Because I remember they kept playing those holes at the end. They kept just keep playing and were donating money. You know, I didn't I didn't enjoy the first one as much, and I don't know if it was just because I thought there would be more. But then now that I've watched the other, you know, all of these now, I think it's great for golf. I love it. I love that you get to see other athletes. Like, I mean, these NFL players coming in. I think it's great for the sport. You get to see other aspects of it. And to me, I mean, obviously some of these guys are still scratch golfers, but to me, it, it brings the majority of golfers closer just because most of these guys, this is how we can relate to them. I mean, it's just like match play. If we go to the, me, you and Brad go to the course with a fourth and play a match, it's so much easier to relate to these guys and the shit talk and the, you know, the slices and the out of bounds shots. Cause uh, I mean, it's closer to us if that makes sense. But yeah. I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I honestly, I just think golf is only going to go up from here. I don't think it's ever going to slow down. Yeah. I think it's good. I think they should have more, but they should try to get some new faces on it. Like they did with Mahomes and Josh Allen, which I already said, I don't want them to win, but I think it's, I mean, Brady's been on what twice. Three times, all four times. All four times. What this is Rogers' second time, maybe. I second don't know. I could be wrong. Just mix up the guys. I mean, maybe do it more frequently. Get a few different guys in there. I mean, there's plenty of athletes or celebrities that would want to do it. Like picture like Joe Pesci on there or something, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I will buy tickets to go to that. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you both. I think. I think it's great for the game of golf. I think it opens the human aspect. I would like to see some more individuals and not just the same people over and over again. I actually liked the first one when it was Tiger and Peyton, Phil and Brady to kick it off. Just to see the banter between Phil and Tyler. That was before Phil kind of went off the rails. So I think it was just cool to have them where we always see them in those high pressure situations. You never really heard besides the interviews, the kind of relationship that they had and to have that come out of like, who's the best golfer, but let's make it fun and make it all for uh, nonprofit and do a lot of donations. I thought that was really, really cool to see. Plus you had two, two great quarterbacks that paired into it, bringing in like Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes, I think it's going to help grow the game of golf. Cause you have a lot of young kids that are looking up to those two young quarterbacks uh, it just it just spices things up a little bit. I think it'd be cool to have like a uh, a different pro, not Phil, literally anybody else. I'll take anyone else. Put like Ricky Fowler and Justin Thomas or Jordan Spieth. Like those three always are are great with each other. Just just to bring more of that human aspect to the tour would be really really cool. One idea. I don't know why they don't have somebody like John Daly on there. They should have John Daly. <laughs> they should do John Daly, Kid Rock. And then do, you know, some other personalities, like some of these guys that are just, just like average. Like, I mean, obviously John Daly's not an average golfer, but you know what I'm talking about. Like, get John yeah. Daly kid rock out there. You drink on it. Everyone's <laughs> partying and talking shit. I'm not even joking. I guarantee you the ratings would soar through the rope. That's just, what we want to watch. Dude, I just actually was going to say that because I, I remember that post we had a long time ago where it was, I just pulled it up. It was John Daly kid rock versus Cam Smith and Morgan Wallen. <laughs> But oh that, my, you know how I'm, sweet that would be. That's that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm like. I agree though. Like, what if they could just get like these most like outrageous people have to be pretty good at golf still. Like Kid Rock and John Daly like are great examples. I don't even know if Kid Rock's good at golf. You could have a Kid Rock, Morgan Wallen, <laughs> and then John Daly. The only thing I think TNT would be nervous about is is John Daly gonna bring out all the Hooters girls <laughs> while Kid Rock's playing like born free or something i'll tell you why not why i'll not? tell you what if they give you trouble come to cart drinks media in yep. about five years once we expand it's like yeah i was gonna exact, exactly say that if tnt won't pick it up cart drinks will be here yeah that's give the people what they want like why does who everything got to be perfect who else we i don't want we want to watch it we want to see that we got to come up with we some pairing want- pairings for that you know how good. Oh, we should we should do a bracket. We should do a bracket of the best pairings for the card drinks tournament. The card drinks match. That's what we'll call it. Hundred <laughs> percent John Daly. Kid Rock and John Daly both have to be on there. Those are our two originals. 
Jack Nicholson and Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Gotta get, I mean, you got to throw Jimmy Buffett in respect to the uh, Jimmy Buffett and the name, how we, how, how the we name was created. Exactly. So like you can mix up like Pitbull Florida. We'll do like a tropical one, like get really get into it. Pitbull with his backup dancers the whole round, like they're dancing by doing the drop, the, the dance move we made. <laughs> <laughs> the Jake Rivera special. The pogo stick, that's what we're going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, I know the match is wrapping up, so we'll we'll move on from that piece. Why don't we talk about the LIV tournament? I know we had a lot that we wanted to discuss. Um, this is in, what, Saudi Arabia, right, is the actual host of LIV. I think this one's actually not going to be in Saudi, in Saudi Arabia. It's going to be in... Uh, I thought it was London, right? London? It's in London? It might be. It might be I don't know. I think they I have 48 was... golfers. They're waiting to confirm the other five. But there are some big names that are moving from competing in the PGA Tour to moving to this LIV tournament. I mean, I know, Jake, you want to talk about Dustin Johnson. I'll leave him for you. We talked about in episode one, Sergio Garcia saying he can't wait for two more weeks so that he can be out of the PGA Tour. But I pulled a list of a couple of names that kind of shocked me. Uh, yeah, Ian Poulter, that's moving from PGA Tour to compete in this. You have Martin Kamer. I know Brad, one person that we already picked at the beginning of this season, Taylor Gooch, the Gooch man himself. It's just mm-hmm. it's just kind of wild to me that they're they're going to be moving to compete in that. I thought that means you forfeit your tour card. Am I wrong? I don't know what the repercussions are going to be. They haven't really said anything. It's kind of all up in the air right now. I thought I I read something. They have to get some kind of, what the hell is it called? Basically, like, permission from the PGA to participate in that live, the live events. I just don't, I don't really get it, I guess. I mean, I know there's, I mean, there's always been other tours, but I just don't understand what the big deal. You guys probably know a little more than I do because you guys follow it a little bit harder, but I don't understand why this live tour is so big. I know it's about the money and sponsorships and everything, but just for all these guys to jump, those aren't small names on there. And that's actually more than a handful of people that are doing it. Kevin Na on there, Lee Westwood. I mean, Dustin Johnson to me is the most prolific name on there. What they tried to do originally they're trying to hit any sport that they can to start to host more events and they have the money backing that they can do. So, so one of the things where originally started, and I don't know if it's the same group that's trying to do this or not, but from same area, they tried to create a super league for soccer, uh, European football. And all like half the teams said, we're going to do that because it's going to be in their eyes. They said, it's going to be a league for the people as a super league so it's getting giving the people what they want they want to see all these big teams competing against each other i think i think it's just something new and people are feeling stale in in the tour where you have to have your tour card and you know win x number of tournaments where this is something where you'll be consistently paid you have a chance for a bigger payout and you don't have to worry about specifically a tour card that was my understanding at least but it is crazy to see a lot of these big names jumping ship maybe it's just for this tournament or or whatever but that was one of the biggest controversies that uh we keep going back to him but phil got pulled into was why people are thinking about moving to that going back to like the punishments or whatever it said uh pga released a statement wednesday that said the players will be punished if they play in london without a release so if they play in the live event in london without a, a release and then PGA denied releases to players who requested them. So from that, it sounds like nobody <laughs> was granted the release or the permission to play in these tournaments. And then it says they could face, they were players were threatened with fine suspensions and even lifetime bans for playing in live tournaments. That sounds to me like legal language to say, we're not going to let you leave. And then Dustin Johnson leaves and like, oh, shit. Okay, well, we're not really going to be able to punish these people now. So that's why we said, okay, you need a release. That's wild, though. You're risking quite a bit now when you're getting some of these big, big name guys to follow along. Like, like you look at like Turk Pettit, last year's NCAA Division One champion, James Piott, 2021 amateur champ, 
probably taking the risk because they know they're not going to get their tour card. They go to this live event and compete. They probably will never be allowed into the PGA tour. They'll never get a tour card. But now that you have the bigger names like the Ian Poulter, the Louis in the Martin Kamers, the Dustin Johnsons, now it's like, okay, we can't give those same repercussions to these guys because we need them. They're the ones that sell the tickets. They're the one that sells the seats and the sponsors. So I guess now maybe we have to be more lenient in what we're doing. But I don't know. It's a big, it's a big change up, big shakedown for, for golf. Well, that's why like when I'm looking at all these names, because when I was watching it this morning, they were talking about Dustin Johnson said he's going to play. And I was like, wow, okay. And then RBC obviously dropped him. My thing is, is like, just like you said, with all these big names going, I mean, to me, the PGA is actually losing because they tried to set a strict guideline of, hey, you guys do this. I mean, you guys are done. Like, get out of here, fuck off. But, I mean, basically, that's what all these guys said. Okay, you fuck off, too. Like, they don't care. I don't know what's going to happen from this. In my opinion, the PGA is losing right now. I mean, obviously, I don't want to see this happen because I care more about the PGA and all the majors and everything. I don't want to see all these guys leave and be banned from the PGA, but I just feel like it's a loose situation if the PGA truly tries to ban some of these guys. I mean, look at the people on here. Kevin Na, Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, Louis Oostweizen. I mean, Sergio can go, fuck him, but Lee Westwood. <laughs> I mean, like, you're, you're losing a lot of big draws on there that a lot of people are fans of. I mean, if you're going to ban all these people, I just... Yeah, what, what it seems to me is just these pl- these bigger names are basically calling the bluff of the PGA and the PGA seems like they're maybe backtracking or they're like, Oh shit, what's going on? What do we do? Well, it's like I was on the PGA side this whole time, but it's almost, this is like the only analogy I can think of is like, and you got the bully on the playground and keeps talking shit. And then you finally call him out and you actually do punch him. And then he's got nothing to say. You know, it's like Brad and and my line of work of what we deal with. If you're not providing value to your members, which are the players, they're paying membership to be part of the PGA Tour. When you're not providing value back to them or continuous value, they're going to, well, what's in it for me? Now there's competition. And instead of the PGA reevaluating and listening to the players saying, here's things that we need to do to make our conditions, to make our membership, to make it feel more valuable and feel the continuous prestigious that it has had over traditions, they clenched their 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 arms tighter, right? They said, we're holding on to this as hard as we can, and we're going to try and strong arm. And, and the big players said, you know what? At the end of the day, people are paying to come see me. It's not the tradition anymore. They're coming to see me compete against the best and be the best. And yes, we'd love to play at Augusta. Yes, we'd love to play Pebble Beach. We'd love to play at Sawgrass. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go where I'm getting the most value. And this is a league that can be created by players and have a say. And we feel that our, our concerns are going to be heard, listened to and responded. And so the, the PGA held on as tight as they could called, like Brad said, called the bluff. And now they go, well, shoot, now we're going to start losing people left and right. And we haven't done anything as far as an action plan, as far as how we're going to continue to listen, adapt and provide value. They haven't adapted in, since Nicholas was playing, you know, and you have to do something to change the way that the game's played to continue to make it better for the players, not just the fans. And I think that's, that's the problem that the PGA has right now. And the players called their, called the bluff. It's a risk that all sides are playing, right? PGA played the risk of they're not going to leave. We're the big guy here. We're going to be the bully and, and punch some, push a kid over and say, you can't, you can't do it, but everyone's going to stand up and move on and, and they're going to be the only one on the playground going, well, what did we do wrong? We didn't listen to the people that were asking us for change. Well, that, that brings up a good question then. Now, if it was you, if you're in the PGA, you're one of the top draws, you, you've won majors, you got, you know, many wins, you're a well-known golfer in the PGA, would you risk doing something like this for more money or whatever it is that that they're, they're, they're going towards, obviously we know it's more money and more freedom, but going towards this to risk losing Augusta, to risk losing the British Open, to risk losing the Waste Management Open, things like that, just to all the prestige of the PGA. In both of your guys' opinion, if you were a golfer, would you do that? 
maybe more so for the older guys, it's kind of like getting guys like okay, Ian Poulter, Sergio, Lee Westwood even. Is he old? He's pretty old, right? Lee Westwood? Yeah. Oh, they call him the Silver Fox. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, these guys have been around. So, I mean, if you're you're consistently missing cuts in the PGA or you're at the bottom of the barrel, you go over to this live tour and make, you know, you can make more money playing there. And I think it's less tournaments as well. So, I mean, even I think I saw an article, even the younger guys are like, yeah, it's, you know, we're still making money, good money, not so much golf. Like, we got kids, we got all this stuff going on. Like, mm-hmm. that's also a part, like, we want to be with our families and we, we're we still going to make our money and golf and do what we love. So, yeah, it'd probably suck not playing at Augusta if you had the chance every year. But, I mean, you got to weigh out what's what's the best option. I think for me... Your question, Jake, was if you're one of the top players, say you're Dustin Johnson, are you going to risk where you're at in your point of your career to potentially not get to compete in the Masters or any other tournament like that ever again? It'd be a tough decision. It's obviously a tough decision, something to think about. But if I'm Dustin Johnson or if I'm Tiger or pick someone, pick someone young, it's a changing generation. The generation that's now watching golf is not tradition. Tradition is you take your hat off in the clubhouse, no sweatshirts, you wear your, your dress pants when you're golfing, you have your shirt tucked in, you wear your polo. You know, that that's traditional golf. And the way that the game of golf is moving to is the younger generation, the hats backwards, the sweatshirts are out, the hats on in the clubhouse. They're going for the aspect of having a great time when they're going out to play around, right? That's, that is the new game of golf. That's the new generation of golf. And in part of that generation, you're not looking at the history that Augusta has. You're not looking at the history that Sawgrass has. You're looking at the 17th, I think it's 17th or 16th hole at Waste Management where they're throwing beer cans out onto, onto the hole. Someone hits it in, right? You're, you're looking for the party kind of thing. And that's not the PGA. PGA is tradition, tradition, tradition. If I already have a green jacket, maybe two green jackets, I've won at almost every major, maybe not consistently, or been top five, I've got my money, I have a family, and I can go play less golf and still be great at what I do, make good money, and have more control on that, the fans will follow me because of the person that I am when I'm playing golf. You look at Kevin Kistner, that's changing the way the golf is played now, right now, where he's actually out there in a sweatshirt, which there was a big stink about that at the beginning of this season because you can't wear sweatshirts when you're golfing. You can't wear shorts when you're golfing, if you're if you're a tour player, right? That's not what we care about anymore as fans. We want to just see great golf. We want to see the people that we like to watch. And if though if you're one of those guys and you have that following, they're going to move with you. So I would probably move or look at potentially moving. Plus, all of my buddies are probably within that top 40 in the FedEx Cup rankings. So you know they're all talking. So it's probably a a union or a group of guys that have been talking about this for a while, whether or not they're going to do it. And you just look at the big honcho, and if the big honcho moves, in our instance, if Brad moves... We want to keep playing with Brad, so we're going to move with them. Shit. Uh-oh. Let's go. Us in that position, huh? We'll put me in that What's position, your thought, huh? Jake? You know, I don't know. I mean, you guys both made really good points, but yeah, I mean, I just Jake, thinking about it. Jake hates golfing in pants, so I think he... Well, I'm not going to lie. Like, if it was up to me and I'm like, so the PGA called me, like, listen, we heard you're going to do this. I'd be like, all right, listen, I'll stay, but I got a couple stipulations here. Well, one, we're allowed to wear shorts. Two, everyone can talk shit to each other now. We're going to get rid of a little bit of that. You don't have to mic everybody up. No more of that hot mic bullshit. Nobody needs that anyway. <laughs> and uh, if we want to have a cocktail on the course, we can do it. But I know that sounds, I'm just joking around. But, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, I, I don't know if I'd make the jump. I really don't. I mean. See, from what you said with the stipulations, they tried that at the beginning of the year. They tried that when Liv was when when this whole Super League was first introduced. They said, 
no, we're gonna stick. We're gonna stand by the PGA because we don't want to be lifetime banned. We like the tradition that it has. Hopefully, this will spark the PGA to approach us and listen to our concerns and where we think the game needs to change. This they tried that. Happened. It didn't work. We we talk a lot of shit about him, but Phil Mickelson said this adds the competition back in and it forces the PGA to listen to what the players have been asking for for years. And hopefully. The threat of this leak potentially coming in will actually have the PGA listen to us. And a lot of players backed Phil in in those comments. Then he started getting foot and mouth syndrome and started running his mouth even more. And they're like, now we don't support Phil because Phil is being crazy. But that that's what they were hoping was going to happen. It hasn't happened. <laughs> All I'm saying is I don't know if I would make the jump just because I'm just thinking from a golfer standpoint, you grew up a golf fan your whole life. And now you're doing it, and now you're one of the top golfers. I want to chase Jack. I want to chase Tiger Woods. I'm just thinking from that standpoint. And then I also think of this from from the risk side. What if Liv doesn't work out, and you guys actually do get banned? Where do you go to next? Do you try to start another Super League? Because they've also tried to start the XFL, the USFL, um, the WNBA. Oh, the WNBA is still around. Detroit Shock are gone, though. They couldn't make it. But you know what I mean. You know where I'm going with this. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think there's some risk there. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. We can throw beers on you know on the 17th 17th green in fairway, and we can take our shirts off and golf in shorts and barefoot. I'm all for it. That's why the card drinks golf league is going to come out in the next couple of years. But that's a whole other story. I'm just saying I think there's a big risk there, and I don't know if I'd be willing to take it. I really don't. I think there's risk. Uh, there's absolute risk. Well, what uh, I think we're – and this is where I'm going to jump into it. What I really think we're seeing, and just like you said, I really think we're starting to see a very strong players' union form. And that's why I'm talking about a hypothetical situation. But to completely yeah. spin off of that, I mean, who knows what's going to happen now because, I mean – I'm not going to repeat the names because I know I've said, said them seven times, but the guys on this list, if they're willing to walk away, I mean, who else is going to walk away next? And then who else after that? Your big draws. And then these guys hold all the power, like you said. I mean, the PGA has so much power, and they can try and be as prestigious as they want and cut people out as long as they want. And I guess it's only a matter of time to tell if uh, they're actually going to ban people and if they'll let them back in. We're not going to know until it happens. I mean, I think there's risk both ways, but we're just going to have to see how it works out. I mean, this live term isn't until the 9th, June 9th. You know, that being said, I think we I think we table this one for now, and then when we reel it back into the PGA and what's going on this weekend, huh? Let's do it. Well, let's recap last weekend here. We had Charles Schwab pull up our picks from uh, from last week. Taking the dub today with Victor, my boy Victor Hovland, coming in strong. Not really. He was T21, but uh, he did go top of the field for me. We'll throw a point over to young Max. One on the board. No more goose egg. One behind Jake now, or two behind Jake now, but uh, we're rolling. Can you believe that shit? Can you believe that shit? Good pick, Max. I got to give that one to you. Even though you didn't do anything crazy, you got us. You're only one behind Jake. Or no? Oh, he tied? No, he had two. You had two points, Jake? He had two. Two or three for picking a winner? Two. Yeah, it was two. Two zeros. He said that number. You're how aggressive he dropped it to two. Yeah, because you only had two points. Trying to shave points on a. I'm not shaving points. I picked a winner. I picked a winner. That's yeah, not, not this points. week, though, huh? That's crazy. Where'd you end up? Oh, man. I'm still at zero, but it's fine. Abraham Lincoln answer. I'm not the one, try, I'm not the one trying out. to cheat. <laughs> I have zero points. Jake has two. He thought he had three because he's trying to lie again. Two for Jake. One for young Max. A little goose egg for Brad. But, Brad, it's turning around for you. We have a memorial. We call it the Memorial Weekend. I know Memorial Weekend was technically last weekend, but this is going to be one for the books. Super exciting time. I'm just going to hand it over to you and let you kick it off because it, it's coming up. This is your weekend. 
got the news yesterday, uh, yesterday afternoon. Um, well, I actually had the news a while ago, but I wasn't sure if it would work out. Um, I'll actually be attending the Memorial Tournament in Dublin, Ohio on Let's Saturday. Go. Let's go. So we will have the card dreams correspondent uh, in the crowd, in the gallery. Uh, yeah, the stars pretty much aligned for me yesterday afternoon. And you can ask Jake. I, I think I called him immediately. And I was on a real high, I guess you could say. I was ready to go. I was happy that it worked out and I'm able to get down there. I'll be down there. I'll get some some posts out there and, and some, some takes and everything. And I'm sure we'll be in touch. But I'm excited to a, go, man. We're going to need a Card Drinks live feed at one point. We might have to do a, like a live feed. Might have to. You're going to be at the memorial. You have to do something because you're going to be around all these guys that we talk about all the time. I got to do a little research. I've, uh, I've never been to an actual PGA tournament or PGA event like this. Well, you're going to love and it. I got to kind of map out or have a plan on what's going on. So I guess that's where I need some help. Are you card string crazies out there? If you've been to a PGA event, let me know. Let me know what, what what's the best plan of attack when you're going to a PGA tournament. Are we, are we sitting at one tee box all day? Are we walking around the, the whole course? Are we following one group? What, what's the ideal situation here? So I'd, I'd like to know. I'd like to work it into my plan. I think it's going to be sweet. It's supposed to be nice weather. I got hooked up. So we'll, we'll be down there. We'll be in touch for sure. I'm going to get as much as I can and try to, uh, like I said, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to expect, really. I'm, I'm excited and I, I need to hear what, what, what the best plan of attack is. I like it. Who's your pick of the week? that you're going to have. I know you're going to be following a bunch of people, but who's mm. your favorite? You mean you mean the fate of the week? Yeah. The way it's going <laughs> for you now, what's Brad's fate of the week? Uh, I'm going to take a little bit, a little bit of a dark horse pick because why not, you know? Two more, I, you know, if I win this one, it's two points. I'm tied with Jake, which is crazy. So I'm going to go with Cam, I'm gonna go with Cameron Young, the young man. Young Max. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Young Max. You're right. Going Cameron Young, Young Max, channeling the power, plus three thousand odds. The solid. Oh, he jumped up. He was four thousand earlier today. So here we go. Brad's going with Cameron Young. I'm looking forward to the live updates on Cameron Young as you follow him. I hope we get to see some pictures. Maybe we can throw them up onto the the screen for us. Uh, for next weekend on the podcast, but Jake, who are you moving with now? Who's uh, who's your bounce back? You know, I thought about this one for a minute, and uh, I'm gonna go with Happy Gilmore's Cali Caddy Will Zalatoris. I uh, he's been playing well last la- what last three tournaments now, so I'm going. Uh, yeah, I'm going Zalatoris. I got a, I just got a feeling, got a hunch. You know, I said that before, but. Uh, Let's go. Let's go. Will Zalatoris this week. Plus twenty eight hundred is what I have Zalatoris at right now. So that's pretty solid. Hopefully he bounces back. Uh, he's he's been in the top contention since Brad and I picked him for a missed cut since the fade. So hopefully that comes in strong for you. I was gonna say, how about Young Max? What does he got for us? You know, I'm gonna stick with this dark horse hit or miss. It's either gonna go really well. Or it's going to be extremely, extremely poor, and I'm not going to make the cut. But I'm going Patrick Reed at plus 5,000. I like that. Bent grass. Guy's a sleeper. He's starting to wake. He literally, he's starting to wake up a little bit, and I'm just going to take the risk. We're going to go Patrick Reed. Let's go. Let's go. Cameron Young, Will Zalatoris, Patrick Reed. We got our own cart drinks host on the course to give us some live updates so they don't need you know, we don't need to worry about young max texting the boys and figuring out where we're at in position brad's <laughs> gonna give us the live update we're gonna get the whole outfit picks and be like yo zally's not looking too good man he's got the weird pants on not a good shirt the hat hat game's off we'll, we'll get it all we're gonna get all the, we're gonna get all the outfits down so 
I'm excited, Brad. It's going to be a great time, man. I, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have a, a good time and maybe get a little bit of heckling down on Will Zalatoris and Patrick Reed. You know, some some happens to these two guys, Zalatoris or Patrick Reed. I, I don't know. That'll be crazy, mm-hmm. right? Happy go. What is a uh, shooter with Gavin? Get that guy, hit. jackass. And Brad's gonna come <laughs> flying up in a beetle. You see a Chevy Silverado on the fourth tee box. Bam! Bam! It's crazy. Will Zalatoris and Patrick Reed both got hit by an errant driver on the course. <laughs> Yo, Patrick Reed is playing well, Brad. Don't go see him. I don't want the fade curse moving on to him. Just stick with Cameron Young and Will Zalatoris. Yeah, you, you got your, your outfits. What kind of outfits are you going to wear on oh, the course? Man. Are you going to wear your red bottoms? Or are you going to wear golf shoes? What are you going to wear? <laughs> he's, bringing, uh, he's bringing a kaleidoscope. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, to answer your question, Jake, I think I'll think about buying the uh, bull rat swimsuit. Oh, my Dude, gosh, yeah. Think they'll let me in. The banana hammock, is that what they call that? <laughs> no, yeah, it was actually, cool, so, yeah, it was actually <laughs> Max and I were on a meeting uh, this today and we were looking up the memorial and the tournament website and everything so uh, you know never been so i'm trying to get every all the information looking at the the map of the course and kind of what's going on so i stumbled upon the the list of prohibited items uh, and <laughs> oh, that you can bring into a pga tour event <laughs> which is quite extensive believe it or not um the one they even they included beepers on there so i don't i don't know i guess this is like 1990 or something but uh they don't have that issue on the lift car just saying <laughs> i can't wait to page i can't wait to page brad on purpose while he's there oh, fuck it's right. jake oh fuck it's jake i gotta take this he's gonna run he's gonna run <laughs> no they had i'm scrolling down and they literally had you can't bring in a periscope. So, <laughs> like... Bro, they don't want submarine? They don't want Mac- submarine captains going to their tournament? What do you mean <laughs> no, bring in a periscope? No, Mac- no, Jake. No. <laughs> no, you don't understand. Max was like, a periscope? Like, what, why would they like not let you bring those in? And I'm like, Max, what are you talking about? Like, it's literally a, a periscope. Like, to, you can't bring that in. I don't think you can bring that in anywhere you go. At, like, that's first of all, it's probably pretty big. Second of all, like, how do you get in a PGA Tour event with a periscope? Can you imagine? Can you imagine like a group of guys dressed like sailors and one guy with a captain hat on, like holding the periscope, like pulling it down, pulling the two handles out, like looking. Well, I, I thought, here, Jake, boys. I I that's thought. I had a brain fart. I thought the periscope for some reason was a kaleidoscope. So I was sitting there going, why the hell would someone want to bring a periscope to the course when you're just going to stare into it and see like a bunch of freaking colors? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. And Brad like paused for like 10 seconds was like, Max, what do you think a periscope is? I was like, can you imagine, can you imagine like, like the 18th yeah. that comes down to the final hole and like everyone's like watching really quiet. You look over there's some jackass staring up at the sun and twisting. twisting Dude, the I, was, I was so confused for saying, I was like, why the heck would you get, why would you want to bring that? You pay all that money to go. You're not even going to see people. Oh, I'm sure there's been crazier uh-huh. things brought in. I was oh, laughing. Was like John Daly days. I'm still like laughing, like pictures, like in my head, like, damn, like actually, if you could get a some kind of like periscope <laughs> and bring it into the PGA tournament, that that's not actually a bad idea if you're like in the back of the crowd. <laughs> yeah, when you say periscope, I picture like the old submarine one, the one that yeah. like, hits up. Oh like, yeah. Then John Periscope. What's her name? Frau and Frau and oh, Austin yeah. Powers. Well, that's what's so funny. Like, I was talking, and then Max is like, isn't a periscope, like, one of those things that you look into with, like, the colors? And I'm like, Max, no, it's a kaleidoscope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was legit confused. I was like, why would you want to bring something and just look at colors? And I just I can't think of many reasons. I mean, you get bored. Got good mm. sunlight. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to go get a, a kaleidoscope now. Those are not yep, banned, so you could technically bring one one of those in. I know. In. That's what I'm saying. Just saying. Well, I mean, the pager thing is going to be tough because now I can't bait Brad if I need him. 
<laughs> you imagine kaleidoscope brad's always had a ever since i've known brad he's had a kaleidoscope on him he's got it on a keychain it hangs off his back pocket so dude cameron young's about to make a putt boop, 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 boop. oh shoot oh, that's my God. beeper <laughs> sorry brad, sorry mr young brad, all i picture is brad oh shit it's, oh shit it's max like running like running <laughs> i gotta take this i gotta take this no, I wouldn't be running. I'd be too busy staring at my kaleidoscope at the sun. One thing I am going to say, while you're there, you got to look at the food menu. I want a picture of all the prices and what kind of food they have. You got to give a food rating while you're there. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to get down on some food. They're, you know, they're going to have crazy shit. Yeah, I was telling Jake, what if I walk in and try to demand like a, what is it? The pimento cheese. Pimento cheese. <laughs> Damn, I thought this was Augusta. Thought this, sorry, sorry. <laughs> thought this was Augusta. Getting really pissed. No, that's bullshit because I saw other people order it. It was all over the internet and on TV, like grabbing the guy by his collar. I want my fucking pimento and cheese now. <laughs> Man, they would have had that on the lift tour, tell you that. What do you, oh, dude, the lift tour? Can you imagine if you could control your own tour? What kind of food would you do? I definitely do wings. Worst thing to play. Worst can you imagine, dude? Can you imagine people eating wings, licking their fingers? You can. And the rule is you can't use a fork. You can't use a fork either. You have to use your hand. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, that's another topic that we'll save for the other, uh, for the other episode. But we do need to get into wrapping up here. We have to finish with the big piece. We talked about it last week. We went to the viewers for the vote for Momo of the Week last week, but we have to wrap up on Momo of the Month. What's your vote on Momo of the Month? Let's just go to the GOAT here first since it is going to be his weekend. Brad, who's your vote for Momo of the Month? Well, we had Phil, Jake, myself, that rules official. Sergio. Yeah, Sergio. I'm going to go with, I mean, Phil. I mean, this whole list of players came out for this live tour, and he's not even on it. And he was like the front guy for it, allegedly. I don't know. I kind of went off on him earlier in the show, earlier in the pod. So I'm gonna go with Phil. Jake. Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna have to agree with Brad. Um, you know, I talked shit about him in our first episode. So what, two, three weeks ago, and not uh, two weeks ago, but uh. Yeah, I mean, to, to go through all this, you caused all that drama. Everybody's taking your side. You got the up and down roller coaster bullshit. Um, and then now you're not even going to play in this tournament, and you got other guys sticking their necks out, jumping into it. I just I almost want to give Momo of the year. I've just never been so disappointed. I love Phil, but this is something's going on, dude. I'm calling it Phil Gate. I'm going to call it Mickelson Gate. That's what we're calling it. There's something going on. I just I think it's a crock of shit. I don't get it. And I think he uh I think he's making a mistake. If you're gonna do something and other people are gonna join you and jump ship, then you better back it up. Well, he didn't do it, so I uh I'm giving it to him. <clears throat> Max? I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go Phil for Momo of the month, but this actually Brad, your comment of, of Phil kind of being the face of it, that actually brings up another point. How come Bryson's not on the list when he was the one who accepted to be the face of the league? He's a scumbag, just like Jake. But that's besides the point. Well, I mean, when you wear hats, like you got a paper route, you know something's up. <laughs> you know, first of all, with the scumbag comments, I ain't no scumbag, right? You know, compare me to Bryson to Shambo. It's exactly, it's exactly how a scumbag would say he's not. The way you said that it was so funny. First of all, I'm not a scumbag. <laughs> what well, bullshit? That is bullshit. No, I mean, I don't know. I've never been a fan of Bryson, even when they did the Bryson Brooks match and he brought like cupcakes with Brooks Kepka's face. And I was like, guess what? I mean, I, don't, I like you less. I like you even less now. You didn't help your case. Yeah, I don't know. There's something weird going on. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Bryson. Get a new hat. All right, I think I think that's it. Any other closing thoughts, or we'll wrap her up. R.I.P. Ray Liotta. Hey, oh, don't even yeah. get me started. Yeah. That could add another half hour onto this thing. Don't even yeah. get me started. So, one of my favorite actors of all time. 
nobody said Karen better than him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Goodfellas, top top three movie of all time. Uh, yeah, rest in peace. Real shame, but uh, yeah, don't get me started. Yeah, I need to know. I need to know what. Uh, I need the advice for Saturday. If anybody's yes. been out to a PGA event, tournament, whatever, I need to know. So, whenever we post this, uh, hit hit us up. Let me know. Absolutely, absolutely great, great end of the podcast. We have great picks: Cameron Young, Will Zalatoris, Patrick Reed. Leave a follow to Cart Drinks on Instagram. Definitely let us know your strategy. How do you get the best out of your time at a PJ Tour event? We need all the details that you have. What are the best tips and tricks so that Brad can have a very strong Memorial weekend, uh, memorable weekend at the Memorial Tournament. Let us know your thoughts. Don't forget to give us a rating on the podcast here, whether you're listening on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple, and we will see you on the next episode. Take care. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.